podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is December 27th, 2022. And Andy, this is a sports episode today. It's season four, episode number seven. It's sports edition here. We've got a special, it's not a bonus episode, but it's a special episode. And uh, it'll be certainly about sports. And uh, you'll take the ball and run with it. But we do have a trivia question for the listeners. Trivia question. We'll stick to the format here. The trivia question is, is this. Who, well, I can't even say who. We know the answer. It's Jerry. The answer is Jerry Kill. It's like Jeopardy. The answer is it's Jerry like Kill. Jeopardy. So uh, Jerry Kill coached with the Gophers. Uh, he coached at, I think, Southern Illinois and uh, TCU maybe, Texas Tech. He's been around the block. Now he's with New Mexico State. New Mexico State head coach of their football program. Historically, a very poor program there. Gophers beat them this year. What's that? Gophers beat them this year. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, uh, P.J. Fleck uh, was the, the last coach was uh, before P.J. came. Was it Tracy Clays? Yeah. For kill. So they met and then did a handshake at the uh, beginning of the game. But the Gophers did schedule them in a non-conference game because New York, New Mexico State is playing as an independent this year. Their school was in flux. They didn't have good football. They got this new coach. They said, let's play an independent league season this year. Next year, they're going into an actual conference in 2022. So this was kind of a just see how the team was. Historically bad. Jerry Coach is known for his motivation and getting guys to rise up to the occasion and getting guys uh, on a team there with low confidence, low expectations to get that boosted. Their team started out 0-4 to start the football season this year. Really bad, including a shutout blowout loss to the Gophers. And uh, went on to win seven of their next nine games. They won a bowl game this this week. They were in a bowl game. New Mexico State, other than playing, I think, up until the, the 60s, have only played in one bowl game since the 1960s. Very, very poor. They yeah. played in 2017. They won that game. And now here in 2023 with Jerry Kill at the helm. Jerry Kill... One, they won the game. Jerry Kill got his first ever win. The question is, what was Jerry Kill's record coming into this game for college bowl games lifetime? Okay, all right. He coached, he coached a, a bunch, of, a bunch of different teams. I think three teams he took to. This is the third time he took a team to a postseason bowl game. But how many did he lose? for Jerry Kill before winning his first one. Hats off. Congrats, by the way, to Jerry Kill. Yeah. Uh, New Mexico State does look like a team to look to uh, and, and watch in the future. All right. Uh, and Big Ten Gophers, or not Big Ten teams, start their bowl games tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Yes. We're officially, I think we're at the halfway point today, and you have 43 bowl games in the season. 20 or 21 are done and completed. We're on the second half, the downhill slope now onto the, the bigger – the tier one games are really going to get in hot and heavy here, including that Wisconsin game and the Big Ten, and eight other Big Ten games are coming up here in the next two weeks. And the professional football team clinched the division this weekend. Vikings won. They won. They clinched. Um, won in a uh, very heartbreaking uh, – uh, you could almost call them the cardiac kids this year. Yeah. If you have a heart problem – don't uh, it's not good to watch the Vikings, but they did win in a last second field goal, a record for the Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson now broke the all time receiving 
yardage for a receiver in all-time Vikings history. He broke Randy Moss's record. The Gophers will be playing Thursday in the Pinstripe Bowl. It should be 45 degrees, I think. Uh, I think didn't Jefferson also break Marvin Harrison's record? I think he that's he's like on his way to breaking a bunch. Uh, with two yeah. games left, he's in within reach of, of the all-time record for the NFL. But he did pass Marvin Harrison and, and a couple other uh, stalwarts, uh, good guys over the years. He's having a phenomenal year. But So that's the trivia. We've got college football. we got pro football wrapping up. A lot of things going on here. But we're going to switch the topic over to baseball, Andy. Yes. If you want to get the screen ready, I'll get uh, I'll preload this here. Um, this March, when I was down in Mexico, we said I was on assignment, which I was. Andy was on assignment. I was down there in Monterey, Mexico, early April this year. And while I was there, I was there for uh, what I call the insurance job, the job I had that paid my insurance. Um, so I was down there for a couple of weeks on the weekend off in Monterey. I went looking at the sites. And one of the sites, the Professional Baseball Hall of Fame, of Professional Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice. Right there in Monterey. Del Baseball. Right, just like the sign says. Yes. yes. Uh, there's some statues outside. No names or a lot of stuff. It's pretty basic. There's statues of ball players outside. Okay. Not supposed to be any particular, just ball players. You walk inside, you see this big fella standing there. Yes. Now a lot of the stuff I have on here, I'll get to tell you right now. Um, I took pictures of the signs, and just to make it authentic, I just went straight translate on it. I didn't try to correct it. So, yes, I went to Minnetonka and have poor grammar, but this is just straight translation on some of it. So, um, here it is. It's an outstanding Cuban pitcher of the 30s. His name there, Martin DeMago. 1930, he won the triple pitching crown. and was also the batting champion in the Mexican League, showing his greatness. So, Otani who? Yeah. The 1930s, this guy was doing it. Wow. The triple crown in pitching, and then got the batting championship that same year. Take that, Otani. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's uh, some uniforms of some of the Colorado Rocky players that have played in the, there for the past. Um, whoops. There's a home plate, uh, the Tigers and the Red Devils of Mexico from 55 to 20 to 2000. Um, that's their home plate. It's the size of it. It's not just a disc that they lay in the dirt. That's home plate that goes in the ground pretty deep. I thought that was kind of cool and interesting. You never see that. You see bases taken out and thrown all the time. This is why you never see home plate dug up and thrown across the field. There are some other pictures of their stadiums. Old stadiums just looked like the old stadiums from around here. Nothing odd or different. That's how a bat is made. <clears throat> Excuse me. Baseball bat from step one to the last step. Okay. Which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, you always hear it's all oh, just made out of a tree. Exactly. There it is. <clears throat> a glove and a ball from step one to the final step there. <coughs> Excuse me, I thought that was pretty interesting to see. Nice. I'm sure they probably have it here too, but I've never been up close to it to see it, so I couldn't tell you. El Toro, 
Fernando Valenzuela is a hero down there. Lots of comics and pictures of him. There's one with him and uh, looks like supposed to be George Steinbrenner. I took first year Spanish twice. My Spanish still isn't that good. I don't know who that's supposed to be between uh, Steinbrenner and Fernando, if that's Richard Petty or if that's supposed to be Burt Reynolds or who the hell that is, but there he is. But, uh, yeah, so, so Venezuela was 1980 when he first came up as a rookie, was it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he is the man down there. So he he uh, is a legend. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yep. There's more him on the Toro, the bowl. And there's a statue of him inside in this little alcove they got for statues of players. Okay. A pretty decent size, pretty close to life size in a way. I mean, I was standing right there in front of it. So uh, here's Hector Spano. Now, without a doubt, the greatest figure next to the baseball of all time. 752 home runs combined in his two playing both leagues in Mexico there. So that is a lot. Now, what does Bonds have? Bonds is number. I had that written down here. Let me look real quick as we're talking. Was it? It's close to that, right? I believe so. Seven. Boy, it's surprisingly close. I think it's like seven sixty. Uh, seven sixty-two. So ten more. Oh man! So this guy that that is a beast back in the day. Okay, Hector. Yes, Hector was the man. And then uh, you got Benny here. Benito Alvarez was a batting champion in the American League at 54 with Cleveland Indians. Bad 341. It was the first Latino batting champion in the major leagues. So like uh, Alex Avila, yes. Detroit Tigers, right? Uh, yes, same pronunciation. Same do not know if there's any relation, though. Okay. There's a Teddy Higuera and Fernando. There are plaques in their Hall of Fame there. And now there's a lot of things that have in the Hall of Fame there. Um, I was looking at things, history of baseball on it. And uh, I can't remember if it was Mountain Landis, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, or Happy Chandler, I think it was, the commissioner at the time. Uh, Happy Chandler said, if you were suspended from baseball, you had to, and you played in Mexico, you had to wait five years, or I had to have like a five-year term there or something like that. A lot of players were going back and forth between the leagues. And uh, they didn't like a lot of the guys coming up. Interesting. Okay. A lot of guys from the Negro Leagues also played down there, are in the Baseball Hall of Fame down there. It was Josh Gibson and Roy Campanella. And Minnie Menuso and Jesse Flores of the Twins. A lot of guys that saw there, a lot of, a lot of uh, Negro League players in there. A lot of uh, other guys, as far as my memory went, had a cup of coffee in the majors. Maybe they played longer, but it was early careers. Like here you see Jesse Flores. Jose Flores. That's I vaguely remember the name from stories from my mom and dad and from grandma, you know. So okay. um, there's this plaque outside of their Cy Young. They have a lot of American things down there too. Cy Young, there's a uh, statue of him outside. There's his back. And there's the front of Babe Ruth. And then Ty Cobb also. Oh yes. Choked up. Choked up. Ty like to choke it up. Uh, here's just a statue of three guys, a pitcher, batter, catcher there on the stairwell. That was pretty in intriguing. Said the same one of little kids downstairs then, too. So kind of showed the evolution of the ball game as you went on. It was kind of neat. 
a lot of the uh, plaques there, the other things. Um, yeah, it was all in Spanish, obviously. But if you enjoy baseball and no baseball, you still made out what it all was, too. Okay. You know. Um, you could still decipher what they were getting at. Yeah, what the part right here. It's kids playing baseball. You don't need to. That's basically the translation on the plaque says. Houston Jimenez, Minnesota Twins player. They got all these baseball cards there. All the guys who made it to the majors from Mexico. Of course, Houston was our representative there. Yeah, look at the choke he's got on that thing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't mess around. Um, there's some of the ballparks from 1903. Um, and they got this whole section here. It's basically Major League Baseball history, but with all the Spanish notes. So you, you, you see the pictures and you remember them. Oh, I've heard about this. There's... So and so, and this and that, you know. Josh Gibson with his Grays uniform down in the Mexican Hall of Fame. So, you know, they acknowledge and recognize Major League Baseball and our history up here. Okay. Uh, there's a Teddy Hagueri uniform. Lots of their uniforms are from all the different players and stuff. There's Houston Jimenez's uniform. And of course, maybe Fernando's when he was with the Padres. Everybody always forgets yeah. that Fernando was with the Padres for a while, too, at the end there. Okay. And he started wearing glasses because he was breathing out of the wrong eyelid. <laughs> um, there's some team shots. You see Jackie Robinson, uh, fourth in from, or third in from the left. Okay. Um, some minor league teams down there. There is on the far end, 1949, team of Monterey. There is a 47 with the Dodgers. There was Fernando's uniform. You remember when Fernando first came up, he was a well-built young man. Then he got to the American cooking and hanging around time in Lasorda too much. He kind of got a belly on him after a while. But Not that you and I are one to talk as we got older, but Fernando was in shape when he first came up. Yes. Now here's the uniforms. It's kind of like... Kind of like we see the foreign soccer players were in Europe with all the advertisements on it from different companies. Okay. Um, I mean, each player has the same advertisements on it. Each player has like his own. So it's a team that's selling the advertising, not the individual, which I wouldn't be surprised if in the majors you don't see that in the next five years. Yeah, I would not be surprised. Uh, not be surprised a, if you didn't see it. Looks, like, what, what, one, two, one. Looks yeah. like five or six advertising on yeah. the front. Any on the back then, or just all the nope, front? just the number. Okay. But, you know, you see a Pepsi logo or a Ford logo or something on there pretty soon. Uh, a couple of the leagues. You got the Mexican Pacific League. There's their teams on there. There's the Charlos up in the upper right corner. I'll get back to them in a little bit. Okay. Tomateros. Yes. And there's the other league, all the – not really a higher upper league, just different leagues. They don't, you know, they don't combine this, so they are. Latino Major League Baseball. There are some of the other uniforms you see. Uh, Citibank on there and some of the advertisements on the home and roads. Mets player, Mondo Reyes. He had uh, 27 starts at the Mets in 97-98. 13-6 record. Career record of 68 and 62 with a 474 ERA. 
probably making about twelve million a year right now with that number. Mm. Yeah, there's his name. Oh, there's his name, Armando. Nah, then I got. That's all I got for that, sir. Awesome. The uniform worn today is my Charles uniform. Charles. Now they're in the Pacific League, Mexican Pacific League, 2019-2022 champions. <clears throat> translates to the trust they it translates to horsemen. Okay. And the way they got that name is um one day they were traveling through uh, uh what was the town? Um so we can still find it here. <laughs> uh, Chinchilla. They're on a road trip to Chinchilla. Okay. Uh, it was hot, and they stopped and bought cowboy hats to wear. And they were just warm all in the town. Just kept them on, keep the sun out of their face. Okay. And they said they were there referred to as the Charles, the horsemen after that. Uh, they play at the University of Guadalajara. Okay. I've always heard the word Guadalajara my whole life, just from different things. Until I wrote it down in my notes, I did not realize how many A's there are in Guadalajara. <laughs> you could never spell it in Scrabble, I'll tell you that right now. No. But their stadium, they set at, their plant holds 4,000 people. There's 4, couple hold, that holds under 4,000. I think there's only one or two stadiums in both leagues that holds over 10,000 people. Okay. Um, so similar to... Uh, minor leagues here uh, in the U.S. Minor I'd league, like, yeah, minor league ball, yeah. So what? What did the Saints hold? Seven thousand. I think the seven. But the old Midway was what four thousand on a great day. Yeah. I but then, yeah, how many other AAA parks that hold ten, twelve thousand? So, about right. Um, I was talking to someone when I was down there for the work trip about the baseball games there. He goes, oh, yeah, you go there? So we're talking about tailgating. Because he'd been up here for some things at our work at the time. Well, yeah, we tailgate. He goes, we go down there to the bar at the stadium three hours three hours before the game. Okay. Then they drink through the game of three hours. And then they stick around for another three hours afterwards. Okay, so a full day. Uh, a full day. I don't know if Packer fans can do that. Yeah, full day. There's a in the U.S. It's it's pregame and it's during the game, but there's not much after. People okay. usually split or take off after the game. And I got my Hall of Fame cup. Oh, you got it. Okay, and, and it's not coffee in here either. No, I could imagine. Um, so spitball whiskey because we're talking baseball. So, um, yeah, it's and I looked up the trip. Watertown, Minnesota here, the Shadow Studios, the Monterey, Mexico. The 24-hour drive. Give or take 15 minutes, depending which way you go. Okay. The directions? Yes. I-35 South for 24 okay. hours. And then what? You're in Monterey. That's it? That's, That's the direction? Your trip is 35 South. Now you flew, but you're just giving us if we would like to go there. If you to do a drive, you do a road if you trip. You do a drive straight through 24 hours. Yep. On Interstate 35, you're golden. Yeah, you're there. Follow the signs, and you're at the stadium. Yeah. I mean, you're at the uh, museum. Well, now 
I never, the two weeks I was there, I never really figured out the peso to dollar thing. I mean, I did, but I mean. You didn't perfect it. I didn't perfect it. I, just, I took their word for it. I was a dumb American. I trusted them. Because most of my stuff I was getting reimbursed for anyway from work, so I didn't really care. Yeah. Now, I do remember this. When I got there to get in, it was 50 pesos, which I think was like $4. My Uber ride there cost more than that. You know, so getting in was nothing. The, the jersey was 100 pesos, which wasn't much more. Than that. Yeah, I mean, it was, or I mean, it was more than that. It was closer to like a $60 American. Okay. That's about right. But now this, this is no target knockoff, folks. Here we go. This is league stuff. That is the real deal. This is real deal from the Hall of Fame. This isn't something you buy at Target or you okay. might get the Packers on the wrong sleeves for 20 bucks. <clears throat> It wasn't a knockoff. That's the no. real deal. Yes. Now, what's on the sleeve? Uh, this is just a league emblem. Emblem. Okay. Um, and when I looked at them all, I have my little Google Translate here, putting in all the team names, see who's who and what. One name, their name was – geez, that looks kind of familiar. I wonder what that means. No, their name was the Tomatoes. The Tomatoes. The Tomatoes was their name. It was a red jersey. Because okay. I always wanted that one about that. I'm not gonna wear a shirt called the tomatoes. No. No, I I, I could, you know. Um desperados. I didn't think I could pull off a desperado. <laughs> Couldn't do it. And I saw this one had the orange on it. It's like, okay, I like that. It's like an orange camouflage. Yep. Kind of like that. Churros. Horsemen. I live on Watertown. That's kind of the country. I can do that. I can pull that off. Awesome. That is so, it. Yeah. Um, great trip. And to make it even more authentic and cool down there, I get there. Uber driver drops me off downstairs in this parking garage of this whole building. And I tell the guy, like, I'm looking for this. And I show him on my phone the building I look for. Oh, yeah, it's right up these stairs. And this gal came down and she followed, you know, led me up there. I got in there like two minutes after they opened. I had the whole place to myself for the first four okay. minutes. But there was only one way out, and it wasn't the way I came in. I had no clue where I was. <laughs> I'm trying to find a street corner so I can call an Uber to get pick me up. Yep. Hey, there's a park across the street. So I went across the park, and I kind of looked around there and relaxed, enjoyed the sights. Um, finally got to a street corner. And part of it was I saw the street vendors down to my left. I wanted to go down there just to see that lifestyle and see it all. Yep. Then I remembered, Andy, you will buy something there. <laughs> and you don't have any room in your luggage to carry anything back home with. So I didn't go down there. Because I had to get my coffee cup home. And I had to, you know, smuggle in the vanilla for my mom and my favorite Auntie Cindy. Or for my wife, my favorite Auntie Cindy. I had to, yes. You know, the authentic. The authentic. Yeah. 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 Um, if my mom was still living, she probably would have wanted some too. So I, I had priorities. Yes. My favorite Auntie Cindy wanted something. Or I could get a nice little drug rug. I, I had to go with family, you know. A lot of options. But there were the street vendors. So there was like food stands and people selling yeah, things. All the um, stuff they make. Everything you, okay. you see in the movies was down there. Crafts. 
Yeah, and I didn't go too far down because I thought you're going to buy something. Don't do it. Don't do it. So I went back, uh, Ubered my way back to the hotel, and called it a day. Well, awesome. That uh, thanks for sharing your photos there. That's uh, I was looking forward to this episode. I've never seen them. He shared these live here with us uh, tonight on the show. I did not get a sneak peek at all. Um, and there's some that. other stuff too that if you're really into the baseball history of it, from the Mexican point of view, um, kind of like our version of uh, Judge Cunt Mountain Candace Mountain Lindis, um, the founders of baseball. You know, Double Day, those guys like that. Yep. I saw stuff of theirs too and got their pictures for their plaques because I'm a baseball nerd, so I did. I wasn't going to bore you with that stuff too much. Um, but I do have them. When you p come pay for the in studio tour here of the Shadow Studios, you will see all those also. Ah, the in studio tour. Yeah, when you pay for the tour, you can see those pictures too. Yes. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right. So, any other um, anything else you can think of with the uh, Mexicano del baseball? No. Um, you know, I tried to look up beforehand too if they had like other virtual tours or other stuff on this. Go ahead, look them up. If you find one, let me know. A lot of their stuff on Wikipedia and that was updated last like in 2014, 2016. They don't do a lot of inductions all the time. Obviously, there's only been a handful of inductions really. Um. There are walls for pictures. Half of them are empty because they're wanting to put more up. So it's a big enough building to keep adding on to it. Oh, to expand. You know, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went and saw some of the movies of old-time baseball. It was all in Spanish, but if you love baseball, you don't care. You're watching the game from the 40s. You know, it's still cool to see. Um yeah, a lot of lot of history, and and those leagues down in Mexico, they play. Then the champions of each league plays each other, so they have one yeah. title, and they can go to the Caribbean Baseball Classic. Yeah, and now again, they're very excited on there with the World Baseball Classic, the Pan Am Games, stuff like that. Guys could go down now, like you said, the World Baseball Classic during spring training. They can play for Team Mexico now. Yeah, um, those same players you'll see down there. I'm assuming in a few years. Um, not saying Fernando couldn't have made it in their Hall of Fame without with just what he did down there. Yes, the fact he did it up in the states. Oh my God, Woo, yo, that's that much harder. Vinny Castillo, the Rockies, that jersey I showed you earlier. He's, that's what it was, Vinny's. Okay, yeah. Um, Beltran. Some of these names are just gods down there. Um, there's also been a couple umpires they mentioned down there. Um, Angel Fernandez's name did not come up, by the way. It um, did not. No. No. Um, they have a thing outside. The kids can throw a ball around in the batting cage and stuff like that. Very, very fan friendly. Um, even if you speak just English, it was very fan friendly. Cool. I enjoyed That's awesome. it. I, I like, I like doing those things too. Hall of Fames, uh, museums, things like that. Collectible yeah, yeah. memorabilia type of things. It's a lot of history and baseball goes so far back. So it's. And to tell you the truth, their gift shop where I got this shirt now, Dan, you've 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 paid for the tour of the Shadow Studios. Yes, their gift shop is no bigger than this studio. It's just a little roped off area in the front entryway. That's it. Okay. You know, and uh, they had like some statues of American stadiums. None of their stadiums, but American stadiums. You know, so a lot of Major League Baseball stuff you get there too. I wanted to get a stat like a Lego statue of one of their stadiums. They didn't have that. And American stuff. Lanyards, shirts, t-shirts, hats, 
So now, how much to get in? How many pesos? It's 50 pesos to get in. Which 50 was pesos. Okay. Which is just a few bucks. Um, I think it was uh, 20 pesos to the dollar at the time when I went down there. So um, that's the internet stuff. But then, you know, wherever you went, there was a fee. So you got like 18.50 to a dollar. Okay. <laughs> you know, but yeah, 20 to one for argument's sake. So two and a half bucks to get in. Awesome. That sounds like you a know. good deal. And it says 35 south. And what's 24 hours, really? If you got three guys going, you take turns driving. It can be done. 24 hour drive straight yeah. through across the border to Monterey. You get some pretty holiday weekend. You go down there and see it and come back. And so they also have the Monterey team down there. And the, yeah. and the, and the museum is happens to be in Monterey uh, as mm -hmm. well. But they're, that's one of their teams. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's. It's still second fiddle to soccer down there, so it's not. You have to ask around. Baseball Hall of Fame. They're like, I've heard of. I think there's a building in town about it. You know, okay. it's like if someone came up to you and asked you where to go. Hey, where's the craft store? There's a craft store somewhere at the east end of town. You don't know exactly where. Yeah. Yeah. So that that sort of thing, but love the game, worth the trip. That's awesome. Good stuff. Now we have a. To wrap up the show, we've got a trivia answer. Yes. Okay. Remember at the beginning Jerry, we yeah. talked Jerry Kill, former Viking uh, Gophers head coach, now coaching head coach in college for New Mexico State. Yes. He this week, New Mexico State got invited to a bowl game. They won it. Jerry Kill's first ever win. What was his record coming into this as a head coach, Andy? Oh and seven. Close. He was. 0-5 oh, coming in. He now has a career record of 1-5 in college bowl games. Congrats to Jerry Kill getting his first ever college bowl. And remember, this, this New Mexico State team won seven of their last nine games. So they are up on cloud nine, this group. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's a good motivator, <clears throat> and I think he'll do good things there at that school. But first time he won a bowl game. Now, New Mexico – New Mexico State, Andy, is 4-0-1 lifetime in college bowl games. They've never lost. Oh, wow. They have such a awful college football program, but they've never lost a bowl game when they've gone. <laughs> That's all I've got, sir. One more baseball note before we go. I've been putting off my midweek Mets show because every time I got my notes ready, Carlos Carrera does something different again. It's up in the air. Um. My two cents on it, he's digging his heels in. He's not going to redo the contracts out with the Mets. The Mets are finding things wrong with his broken leg from 2014. Same thing the Giants found, which makes me say, what didn't the Twins see? Or the Twins not care, they just wanted a big name. Well, that's a good that's a good point because they're really digging into this now, and the Twins got him. We didn't hear any of this last right. year. Last, uh, was it last March? Year was two year ago. None of this and now, Giants red flag him. The Mets want to work with him on the deal, and he's like, "It's signed." Sorry, we've talked about the numbers in public. It's signed. I'm not. I'm not budging. So, you, you would figure there'd be something in the contract about if you're injured or buyouts or something in there. A clause of some sort. Now, right. three other teams today did say that they're interested. They're pursuing. They've told the Mets that they're interested if things fall. 
away yeah. things go south with the Mets three other teams are interested we don't know who those teams are but there is interest now I did see a tweet from the banana savannas today yeah. saying yeah, you can always welcome to join us in our uh, minor league baseball fun uh, kind of a Harlem Globetrotters uh, equivalent but I did see that tweet that was real it was legit very funny actually but uh, they did tweet that what one tweet I did see too was about uh, the physical the career ahead they found his little beeper he had when he was with the Astros in. I heard that too. There's a beeper from the cheating scandal. Yeah. And so there's a lot of uh, a lot of footage out there of just uh, a lot of it's a barrage of memes, yeah. yep. gifs, and stuff talking about Correa. So we'll see. I think by next week we should have at least an answer on the deal. I, I saw him play last year. Not me, not physically. But watched his games here in Minnesota. You can't help not see it. It's a game on TV all the time. I never saw the leg as an issue to my eye. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scout. But I never seemed like he favored it. And here where you got the cold weather outside, he played in that. If you got a leg that's that bad, wouldn't that bother you in the cold? Well, I think that this is such a small, a, such a small, minuscule thing that for the Twins on a three-year deal, I don't think it mattered. Um, but I think it's coming into play if they're signing him for 13 years or nine years. What's going to happen when he's For $300 million, not three, you know. When he's 38 years old, then it will be a problem. So maybe that's why they're looking at him. The Twins didn't didn't care. If I signed him today for, for a three-year deal, I probably wouldn't look much at his physical records. I wouldn't care. But a 10-year deal, it's a different story. That's a lot of money there. But uh, how does it all one wants to do it. But they got these things coming up. So Now, I don't know how the Mets outsign the Giants on this deal. If the Mets can somehow get out of it, is he back to being our problem again? No. He's about to be he's a opted out. He's not a twin at so all. He's a, he's so he's nobody's nobody's problem. He's 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 a free agent. If no one signs him, he's unemployed. So you he's mean he gonna, might go play in Mexico for five years, and I could see him in the Mexican Hall of Fame when I go back next time? He could. We don't know where he's going. There we go. But He'll the be twins, a horseman. He'll the be one a nice thing about this twins deal is that the opt out clause means if you opt out, you're done. It the whole you're the whole contract ends. It's over. Now he's go Pontius Pilot on the bit and wash your hands and you're done. I never expected this of all things. Remember, he's looking for that long-term deal, and, that, and I think that's why, because he's got this medical issue. He wants to sign long-term so all this can go away, and he'll be signing a check, uh, getting a check in the mail like Bobby Bonilla. And here's what I'm storing too. If he gets if the Mets get out of this deal, he's still a free agent in spring training. Is he still eligible for the World Baseball Classic? I mean, he can't just play for Puerto Rico. He don't have to be with the team. But that would be the time where he could shine, say, look, my leg is strong. I'm fine. Well, I'm sure so Scott Boros, Boros has already gone through that scenario as well. That may be yeah. part of what – as a plan B. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm going to display right here. He's going to talk to whoever's coach in Puerto Rico going – you play my man every chance you can get. And then his stock will go up again or higher, you know, whatever. And also that coach will play every chance he gets because he doesn't have a major league team whispering in his ear going, oh, my pitcher only gets so many innings, that's it. Keep my batter going, get so many. You got free run with this man if he's on your team. This will make up most of the hot stove offseason now for baseball, I think, for the, for the next couple of months. There's nothing – the free agent signings are basically done. The winter meetings are done. This Correa thing could go a couple months. The next thing you know, the uh, pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting. Yes. In in 95 days. Yeah. 
They're getting there. Um, <laughs> let me try to find the team real quick if I can find it here. Uh, friend of the program, hasn't been on, but we've mentioned his name plenty here. Rich Hill signed with um, the Pirates. So, no, Rich Hill, longtime veteran, not flashy, but gets the job done and hardly yeah. ever gets hurt. So he's a guy that's going to be really longevity. One year, $8 million. And what is he, 40, 40 years old? Closed circuit, the friend of the show, Pat Cheetah. One year, $8 million for this lefty pitching. Pat, buddy, get a part-time job this year. Play somewhere. The Pirates, one year, $8 million for Rich Hill. I'm sure the Diamondbacks would use you. That is awesome. That is just good saying. stuff. Just saying. Just, just saying. You never know. Throw it out there. 3 percent's all I ask. That's it. It's a small fee, small, small, small fee. sum. That's right. Well, we'll see Dan what comes up here. Dan you know, we, place on the Red Devils here. We so got the uh, the New Year's coming up. Baseball yeah. is going to be coming up, and uh, this will be the Korea thing, the Korea saga. I'll call it. Well, uh, yeah. we'll still be going. I got a feeling next month. This is at this. It's going to be going right into February fourteenth with the pitchers and catchers report. I bet. All right, sounds good. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.